0: What is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slipping Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, friends? Thanks for streaming the Bet Slipping Podcast Daily NBA Show. You know who it is, your homie, Jeff Clark. We got a uh, 10-game slate Wednesday, January 26th in the NBA. I have three best bets. My best bets are, or excuse me, four best bets. Uh, my best bets are the Milwaukee Bucks, minus four and a half. I'm taking the Raptors, Toronto Raptors, plus three and a half. I'm taking the San Antonio Spurs, uh, plus four and a half. And then I'm taking the Phoenix Suns money line, which is priced at minus 130 currently. All of these odds are provided by our friends and sponsor of this podcast, Typico Sportsbook. Typico Sportsbook is a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with their fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. Uh, New users from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. You can get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older, so please see Typico's website for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please gamble responsibly, y'all. Um all alright let's uh, discuss Tuesday's bet slip and podcast performance. I was one in two, um, moving my um, week record down to uh, the, the the record of my record of this week down to three and two. My record this month this um, twenty four and nineteen. Um, I whiffed with the under two nineteen and a half in the Los Angeles Clippers Wizards game. The uh, Clippers beat the Wizards one thir- or one sixteen to one thirty five in just an outrageous game that should have never really gone over the total. Um, Washington led at thirty by thirty five points at one time. They led sixty six thirty six at the end of the first half. And the Clippers scored 80 points in the second half, and a freak comeback win. Um, the 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 over appeared to, um, or the total appeared to sail sail over. Um the the game, excuse me, appeared to sail over the total. Um, but that's not really what happened. It was just kind of a freak occurrence. So, we got a lucky one on Monday with Oklahoma City. So we gave one back. No big deal. It's just the pitfalls of sports gambling or uh, betting the NBA or any sport really at that high of a volume. So you just take the lumps and move on. I actually have um two incredibly bad beat stories that I'm going to uh save for the NFL podcast uh this past weekend, the NFL divisional round. So it just comes with the territory. Sorry if you followed me on this and you're pissed about the results, but hey, this is uh buyer beware, I guess, but this is kind of how it goes for sports betting. I did win. My only win yesterday was at the Lakers, minus two and a half. Uh, they handled business against Brooklyn, beating them 106 96, and Anthony Davis' return to action. Uh, LeBron remains a legend, put up 33 7 and 6 on 67% field goal shooting, was just absolutely outstanding. And uh Lakers covered that relatively easily. Uh, Mavericks, we lost with, took them plus three and a half. They got smacked by the Golden State Warriors by damn near 40 points. Lost 130 to 92. Don't have much of a recap or analysis on this one. Just Dallas Dallas just didn't have it last night. I mean, I feel strong about my handicap going into the game, um, how Dallas was trending and how Golden State was trending. Specifically, Steph Curry, who's continued to struggle, didn't play very well last night, but... Didn't really matter. Dallas just got the absolute tar beaten out of them by Golden State. So, not much to say there. Not many excuses. Just gonna move on. So, uh, on to Wednesday. Again, I have four best bets. We'll start with the first one. Obviously, my best bet with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Minus four and a half as they visit the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Cleveland is a surprising 29-19. Bucks are 30-19 and 19 right now. So, two of the te- best teams in the Eastern Conference, uh, Milwaukee beat Sacramento Saturday, so they had three days off, but they didn't cover that game. Um, so it was a 133-127 win. They couldn't cover as eight-point uh, eight favorites. Cleveland also won but didn't cover in its last game, beating the Knicks uh, 95-93 as five-point home favorites. It was their seventh win in the last eight games, but they failed to cover the spread for the last three games. Um and Cleveland's one and one straight up, but two and zero against the spread versus Milwaukee this season. They did beat them in their last meeting, one nineteen to ninety. But the Bucks were without all of their big three: Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday for that game. Uh, before uh, Cleveland's victory over Milwaukee in their last meeting, Milwaukee won eight straight and covered six of those eight meetings. So that's definitely a factor into this handicap. And I just kind of think the Bucks are kind of. Um, We're buying them low and maybe selling the calves high. I mean, Milwaukee has its big three ready to roll. And when Giannis, Middleton, Holiday are all on the floor, Milwaukee's got a plus 10.9 adjusted net rating, um, which is great in the 95th percentile for lineups, according to cleaningtheglass.com. Also, Drew Holiday is just the perfect Defender for Darius Garland. Darius Garland's the breakout point guard for Cleveland. He's just played awesome this year. Could make the All-Star game. And I love his I love his game, but Drew Holiday is the perfect perimeter defender for him. And they also have an above average perimeter defender back there. Uh, Milwaukee does, and Dante DiVincenzo. Also, Giannis and Middleton are going off in January. Um, Giannis is averaging um thirty-one point four. Four points per game on fifty-two percent or fifty-three percent shooting, Um, and he's averaging eleven rebounds and seven assists. He's got a plus seventeen net rating this month, so he's he's balling out. Um, Chris Middleton is also filling it up this month. He's um, putting up twenty-three and a half points per game on sixty-four percent true shooting, which breaks down to forty-nine percent from the field. Forty-six percent from the three-point line and ninety percent from three-point line. He's also got adding seven rebounds, six assists. He's got a plus nine net rating this month. So both Giannis and Middleton are balling out. They're in the lineup um, against Cleveland this this uh tonight, and I don't think Cleveland's really sneaking up on anyone right now. Again, they're I think they're twenty. What did I just say? Hold on, they're twenty-nine and nineteen, right? So. Um, we're more than halfway through the season. Everyone respects, I think, Cleveland at least in the in the league. Um, and there isn't, um, I don't think it's a fluke, and I don't think teams are looking at them as a fluke or an overlooking them. Plus, they could be without Cleveland. Could be without two key pieces. Uh, Lori Markkinen is already listed as out, and uh, starting center jo- Jared Allen is listed as questionable. Marketing is third on Cleveland with an adjusted on-off net rating at plus 4.5 points per 100 possessions. And if no Jared Allen's out there, that really um, hurts Cleveland's rim protection and um, and, and rebounding. And, and Milwaukee will probably own the boards if Jared Allen isn't out there. So let's go with the Bucks. I think we're buying them kind of low here. I'll take it at minus 4.5 over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the next game I like is the Toronto Raptors plus three-and-a-half visiting the um, Chicago Bulls. Toronto's 23-22. Toronto's and 22. The Bulls are 29-17. and 17. Toronto's coming off the second or playing the second of a back-to-back. They beat the crap out of the Charlotte Hornets last night, 125-113, in a game that I leaned on. Um, I leaned Toronto in that spot, but I ended up passing because there was no Fred Van Vliet. Um, Fred van Vliet's still listed as questionable in this game so I am kind of nervous giving it out as I say that out loud but um, Toronto is three and four straight up four and three against spread over the last two weeks but uh, and I neither one of these teams have played very well recently Char, uh, Chicago did eke past the Oklahoma City Thunder 111 110 Monday in a game um that we got lucky on one with the Thunder plus one and a half. Talked about that yesterday. Um, And again, Chicago has been really bad uh, the past couple weeks in this month, really, but they're two and six straight up three, four and one against the spread in the last 14 days. Um, Chicago has been just awful this month. Again, uh, they're dead last in both adjusted net rating at minus 14.4 points per hundred possessions and ATS margin at minus eight point one, um, ATS differential according to cleaningtheglass.com. Um, and and Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso are both out for Chicago, which is which is massive. Um, in January, Chicago has the second worst adjusted defensive rating, um, and ranks twenty third in points off of turnovers allowed per game. 24th and fast break points allowed per game. Um, these are two strengths for Toronto, forcing turnovers and getting out in transition. Um, and with um, Chicago's weakened backcourt defense, if, if Fred VanVleet can play, I like this game even more so, but even without him, I think uh, Toronto's uh, Toronto can, can get it done. They have a bevy of wings to throw at DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, including, uh, Pascal Siakam, um, Scotty Barnes, who is listed as questionable and is worth noting and, uh, OG Ananobi. but, um, hopefully we get some good injury luck. Scotty Barnes and Fred Van Vliet. I think with those names on the injury report and this, um, Toronto price still being somewhat cheap feels slightly trappy for Chicago. Um, but, uh, there's also some value in Toronto, um, on the second of a back-to-back. They're an NBA's best, 6-1 and one against the spread on zero rest days. They have the best ATS margin at 8.6, the third-best adjusted net rating on the uh, second of a back-to-back. So let's take the Raptors plus 3.5. On to the next game, Grizzlies, uh, visiting the Mem- uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, visiting the San Antonio Spurs. Grizzlies are one of the best teams in the league, 32-17. and 17. Spurs are... Um, only eighteen and thirty this year. They've significantly struggled. And to be honest, if we lose with the Spurs in this one, I might put them on the blacklist. But uh, Memphis lost one hundred four to ninety one to Dallas Sunday. Three, they're three and three straight up and against the spread over the last two weeks. San Antonio crushed the Houston Rockets by thirty points last night. Um, they're three and five straight up and against the spread over the last two weeks. But um, this could be a look ahead spot for Memphis. Uh, They're in the last of a four-game road trip, and they play Utah on Friday. Um, Utah eliminated from the playoffs last season. They go back home. Maybe they're just looking past the Spurs, um, seeing that they have the Jazz on their schedule and are a lot more amped up for that game. Um, also, Memphis could be without missing players, or could be without key contributors again for this game. Desmond Bain is listed as questionable, and Brandon Clark is listed as questionable as well. Desmond Bain has been an awesome backcourt player for Memphis, um, and if he if he can't go or is a uh, still um, not at a hundred percent because he's coming off the health and safety protocols list. Uh, that makes me feel even better about San Antonio. Of course, Memphis is still without Kyle Anderson, um, Dylan Brooks, who's a, a major missing piece from Memphis, and backup guard uh, Tyus Jones. But uh these teams are pretty similar in style and makeup. Um uh but and 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 John Morant is most likely the most improved player this season, but DeJounte Murray the point guard for San Antonio has just been balling this month. This dude's got career highs and everything, but has um has uh, his his production's ticked up in January. He's up to twenty three points per game in January, nine rebounds, ten assists in these twelve games this month. So he's been playing very very well, and 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 is at least someone that the Spurs can have go toe to toe or Mano Imano versus John Morant. Um, Jack, Jakob portal and Steven Adams for the most part, cancel each other out. And I kind of feel the same way about Jaron Jackson and, and Keldon Johnson. So, um, getting points with the Spurs at home, it's a possible look ahead spot for Memphis and San Antonio has been playing in better form over the last 14 days, despite their, um, unimpressive record. They got a plus 2.8 adjusted net rating, which is ranked 10th and they, um, they, Got a plus 0.3 ATS margin, which is ranked 17. So they're matching Vegas expectations and playing with a little more um, net efficiency, whereas Memphis has got a minus 4.4 adjusted net rating, which is 22nd over the last two weeks, and they're 26 in ATS margin at minus 4.5. Um, so let's take the Spurs minus 4.5 for our third best bet. And then the final game I have here on my sheet I'm going back to or I'm going with the Phoenix Suns -130 against the Jazz. I gave out the over in this game as a best bet on Monday which we hit on um I leaned to the Jazz against the spread um when the write up that I did for the presenting website sportsbookwire.com that ended up getting home but uh the Phoenix Suns beat Utah 115-118 or 1 uh 108 Monday in the 1st of this home and away back to back. They couldn't cover as 12 point underdogs, but Phoenix has one or 12 point favorites Phoenix was it, they were such heavy favorites um, against Utah because Utah was out without all five of its starters and backup Joel Ingles, Joe Ingles, excuse me. Um, Phoenix has one 7 straight. They're 4 and 3 against the spread over those last uh, over that span, but uh, Utah has really struggled recently. They're two and eight straight up, and two seven one against spread in their last ten games. Um, I I don't feel great about taking a home favorite, and there's been a lot of reverse line movement. Most of the money's coming in on Phoenix, um, but the line is uh, moving away from them, and um, and is um, making Utah more expensive. So. I'm a little wary of that, but some things that Chris Paul said on his on-court post-game interview after Monday's Suns-Jazz game uh, gives me a lot of confidence in Phoenix in this spot. Uh, Chris Paul mentioned that he should be more aggressive in pick-and-roll action because he noticed Utah has to play drop coverage versus the pick-and-roll with Rudy Gobert sidelined with injury. Now, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are both going to be missing this game. Obviously, that's huge for Utah in a couple different areas. Gobert hurts. No Gobert hurts their rim protection, pick-and-roll defense, rebounding, and pick-and-roll action on offense as well. Um, Donovan Mitchell gives them their uh, the absence of Donovan Mitchell is uh, the loss of a of a of a, one of Utah's lone shot creators? The only other one really being Jordan Clarkson. Actually, Bogdanovich is as well, but um, Bogdanovich, I think um, he's currently in the in the lineup. Um, and and the Suns are without two of their bigs, DeAndre Ayton and Javal McGee. Um, but that brings me to the next point that CP three made in his post-game interview um, with the TNT crew, I believe, after the Jazz Suns meeting on Monday. And that was him just pointing out that Biombo has given uh, Phoenix some really good minutes this year. He's a recent signee. His uh, hustle and screen-setting skills have definitely aided Phoenix um, in recent weeks or in recent games since they've been without a couple of bigs. But... Uh Biombo is actually plus 12.4 and adjusted on off net rating, which is in the 94th percentile of centers. Like uh, grant he's played limited minutes, but um at least he doesn't have to face Rudy Gobert and gets to go against backup Utah big Hassan Whiteside, who really plays no defense and Chris Paul can just abuse in the pick and roll. So um, we like Phoenix because of that. And I also think Phoenix might push the, push the pace because they're missing. JaVale McGee and DeAndre Ayton, their 10th in fast-break frequency and third in fast-break offensive efficiency. And it's actually a weakness for Utah's defense, or 28th in fast-break defensive efficiency. Um, No Rudy Gobert also just hurts their defense. So um, Phoenix also gets up for big games, and I don't think they're going to be taking an easy on, on Utah since Utah gave them hell Monday. Um, they're first and second in net rating, Phoenix and Utah is. Um, but Phoenix is third in adjusted net rating versus top 10 teams, and they're 5-3 and three against the spread on the road versus winning teams. However, Utah is just 2-7 and seven against the spread at home versus winning teams. So we're going to take the Suns minus 130. Quick recap on my best bets on uh, the Wednesday NBA January 26th slate and taking the Bucks 4.5. When they visit the Cleveland Cavaliers, going with the Raptors plus three and a half as they visit the Chicago Bulls, Um, taking the Spurs plus four and a half, hosting the Memphis Grizzlies, and then the Phoenix Suns minus 130 on the money line as they host the Utah Jazz. Best of luck whether you feed or follow me. I'll be talking to you guys tomorrow. Peace out, out. thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire.